welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or ever listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram, Threads, and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter slash X at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Who wants to rock? The second part of the Monsters of Rock brought us a battle of the bands that left us with choices. And we're going to discuss them all. It's time to talk all things Dragula 5. And here to rock and roll all night and party every day, it's Zach Iconic. How are you? Great, period. I'm ready to rock. Part two this time. Um, I feel like you are the biggest death metal fan on the planet, right? No, you'll definitely see me listening to Mike Tyman No death metal. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Listen, there are people out there. There is a crossover between death metal and drag. These those people exist. There may be ten of them, but it, they exist. Oh, we're seeing them here today, apparently. Apparently. All right. As always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality show characters as presented to us reality for the instruction. We are showing the editing of a television show wants us to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, these are real people and give an opportunity to go on television to share their crafts. But they've also put themselves in a position to discuss. That is what is said on the podcast is entertainment to discuss a reality television show. All right. Since this is your first time talking about Dragula with me, I want to learn a little bit about how you got into the world of Dragula. Um, I actually remember it being on YouTube, like, for free. I don't know if it was supposed to, but I just started watching it. And I just got into it. I think that was, like, season two. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I started watching it to this point. Do you feel like you have seen monster drag in your area of the world? Oh, absolutely not. Not in the South, at least. I know, like, Blackberries from the South, but... We don't really see too much of that. It's more passionate, traditional drag down here. Do you think having a show like Dragula is important for the world of drag in the sense that it does allow the exposure of artists like this? Yeah, especially with um, there being drag race. Like, you know, it's just, it's not one thing all the time. And Mm -hmm. that's how it needs to be, like, for it to be successful all around. Absolutely. Well, we're going to talk about Dragula, and I'm excited to talk about this. Yeah, let, 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 let's just do it. We're we're back in the filming location. It's a bit of a behind the scenes. And well, as much as I have been shitting on these recaps of the previous Leons, good for them for acknowledging it and mocking it because I was going to be like, whatever. Um, I will say the acting from Drac, it's a bit cringe. We need to work on our delivery, how we say certain words. Because, yes, we know that they write and direct, and this bit was clearly written. It's not improvised. Let's just, let's play around. Let, let, let's go and, and explore. Um, I know it's hard to direct yourself because you think what you're doing is always right. Get someone else to just tell you, okay, that's not sounding good. Just just a thought. Just, just, just a thought. To be honest with you, I never even watched those. Like, maybe on, like, the first episode, I'll, like, pay attention to what they're saying. But other than that, I'll be like, okay, let me just wait. And that's the crazy thing. We started off so strong with the season, and then all of a sudden they're doing the recaps of the previously on. Because let's be real, we're all streaming it on an app that always, when you restart it on, start the episode, it gives you the previously on. We don't need both. 
Bullets, I don't know the bullets. Sometimes they're here, but sometimes they miss, you know. Anyway, let's get to part two. We are back in the lab to pick up the pieces of the sudden death lip sync. How did you feel about the lip sync for your literal life? Um, It was something. It was definitely a lip sync. They definitely moved around the stage. JK had a easier time with it because it's just yeah. more of their ball game. Because that's what we fucking do in New York City, bitches. So good job to JK, but Jarvis, mm, that was kind of rough. We're going we're going to discuss that shortly because it is another day in the Boulay Manor, according to Cynthia, who is really trying to make that line happen. I think this is the third or second week in a row where she's like another day in the Boulay Manor. Um, she's good with the sound bites, just that one's not really staying because five other people are talking over her. Cynthia, like she's always trying to make something happen. If you want to wake that to you. <laughs> We are reminded by JK that they may or may not have been up for extermination. They may or may not have slayed a little of sync and they are still there. Now we've got the Battle of the Bands on deck, but they are missing a brother as Jarvis is gone, though Orgotic will have the sudden realization that he may or may not have actually put a curse back on Jarvis. It was doomed for Jarvis. Do you believe in curses? Yes, I do. Yes. Okay. I also believe in curse blockers, so Jarvis should have been ready. It's true. Um, have you ever cursed somebody? No, I haven't needed to. They usually do it to themselves before I can even. Okay, there, there we go. Um, as uh, as your girl Taylor behind you says, karma's a bitch. Karma is the guy on the sheaves. Yeah. Jay will say that they are fucking thrilled to still be there. They fought for their fucking life even though it was hard to do it against Jarvis. Now, Orc will say that Jay showed them that they have a little potential and have great skills to perform. Orc says they even really killed it. Even Fantasia will be like, despite our tiff, I must admit, you turned it out on the floor and ran circles around Jarvis. Now, Throb will take the moment to defend Jarvis, and rightly so. They did not feel great about the dancing and the stunts. It's not the kind of king Jarvis is. Once they knew it was a lip sync, Throb knew Jarvis was worried. Also, Peep Throb wearing funeral blacks and funeral glasses to mourn his fallen brother. Now, I want to mention that, like, again, we talked about it last week. When you sign up for a show like Dragula, it's a formulaic show, very much like Drag Race, very much like almost every reality show that has had more than one season. You expect certain challenges. You expect certain skills. One thing that Dragula has never had up until, like, this point was a proper lip sync for your life. So someone like Jarvis, they're ready to do Dragula, but they may not have that as that they're in their arsenal as a performer. You can't say Jarvis is a terrible drag artist because of that. I think if this wasn't the twist, we'd still have Jarvis here. Yeah, and I, Jarvis is definitely not the only one, especially in Dragula history, who has struggled right. with their performance abilities. But I think it's all about, like, especially right now, just making the look come to life. And maybe the Boulets are just trying to work on that a little bit more. It was different to see, but definitely not something Dragula would do all the time. I hope right. not. It, it, it will, what we will see. Because again, like you were mentioning, people want to watch Dragula because it's not Drag Race. It's a different format. It's a different show. This season in particular, they're leaning into a certain twist and turns of the other show. And, and, and people are noticing and you just got to call it out because you got to figure out why it's happening. So are you saying like 
Dragula's in his PG era almost. Or it could be oh, happening. absolutely. I mean, just we'll go through these critiques. I mean, um, I love Dali, but some of those words I don't think Dali was actually feeling. We're being very kind to these monsters. That's they so also maybe we'll talk about this later, but do you think there is favoritism that's been shown at this point? Girl, has there ever not been favoritism on Dragula? Of course there is. Oh, just you wait. I have hardcore opinions. I apologize in advance. <laughs> I am ready to hear them. I'm ready. All right. Throb will give Jay props for crushing it. Jay now will touch Throb on the shoulder as like a gentle thank you. Um, and Throb's just going to snap and say, sorry, I'm sensitive. Um, all right, Throb, we're going to take you to the same acting class that Drac is going to. Um, please, let, let's just let, let's just work on acting 101. Just go... delivery. We're going to play. Anyway, Fantasia will say that at the end of the day, someone had to go, and based on performance, Jay deserved to stay. Now they will give props to Fantasia for winning. Do I still understand why she won? Not a chance. But Fantasia will come in with the line of the episode and why I will give her a brief momentary pause for my annihilation as she says, she is simply the breast. The way the cast lost it, I mean, she fucking dresses Team Turner last week. That line, whether she planned it or not, A+. plus. There needs to be merch, like, ASAP. I'm shocked that she doesn't already have it. Um, and if she does, like, get it out there, bitch. But yeah, you're right. That is the merch. The girls were gagging. Like, I, I like that moment. They were really gagging. Because they weren't expecting it. Because that's not who Fantasia is. She's not a, um, I'm going to quote things and make it become a meme. And now, now she is. Now, Fantasia will call out Jay for having their doubts, but as Fantasia says, better to show a bitch than tell them so now she can talk a little shit to them. Jay says she, Fantasia, pulled off the impossible. She got Jay to shut up. Wow. Good job. Good job. Just for a moment. Just for a moment. Throb saying that he thinks Fantasia earned the win and that her luck was fucking sickening was disappointing. Come on, you don't truly believe that, man. Come on, Throb. You knew that was piss poor compared to what you serve every week. Are you team Fantasia? Am I going too hard on Fantasia? Um, I think Fantasia's been doing all right. I like Fantasia as a TV personality, but as far as like performance in the competition, it's been okay. Yeah, I favoritism? Think... Yeah, favoritism that I like. <laughs> so, you know. Let's get back to the madness known as let's watch Jay about to get shit on by the room. Let's discuss. Fantasia will ask if Cynthia and Jay are going to get along for their group. And Jay says they better as Cynthia will say they will set some things aside for now and make sure they get some shit together. But she does have conversations she will have later on. Okay. Now what about Jay and Orcus? Blackberry. Jay will be like Jay and everybody. And you can tell that this is just not fun for them. They do not like to be a punching bag. But what's about to happen is exactly what she's about to accuse Jay of. Cynthia says Jay disrespects almost everybody there. Why not own up to it? Can we have some proof as to how Jay is, I don't know, disrespecting everybody in a way that no one else is disrespecting each other? It's like, if there's something being cut out that maybe we're not seeing... Yeah. Or maybe Cynthia is just really bothered by JK. Like, I thought they were cool. 
it's so bizarre because JK is doing what previous Dragula contestants have done before. They're they're aggressive. They're saying things. They're talking the truth sometimes. Um, maybe the truth hurts. Maybe maybe it's not what the other monsters want to hear. But like, I don't seem to have a problem with JK. I think JK is amazing TV. I don't mm. know. I think Cynthia is just like just annoyed by JK. Cynthia is also very strangely tailor coated. So that's maybe the team. They're just I don't know. It's a lot at once just for me watching Cynthia. So I'm well, more so like um aligned with JK. Cynthia wants Jay to rise up, grow up, take responsibility for their actions. What actions specifically? I don't know. I'm still confused why Jay is not allowed to talk shit while the others can. But Cynthia will try to play the martyr and say that when everyone else was against you, I took you aside to ask what was going on. Then you flipped me off during the lip sync. To be fair, Jay did flip everybody off. Um, And it was a rock lip sync. And a rock and roll move is to flip the bird. So they were in character and that's a bad thing. Right, like everyone, everyone got the finger. Plus, it was a part of the show. Like, Fantasia was impressed about it. I just don't get why Cynthia is taking so much aggression toward Jay about this. Like, I don't know. I I can't explain it. It's weird. Like, I don't know. It it kind of makes me like very annoyed by Cynthia sometimes. That's why yeah. I feel like I'm doing a little bit too much. But I'm just like. It's a lot to watch. All yeah, it is. It 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 does feel. I hate to say the word fabricated, forced. And that's so. All you do, that could be a, um, a potential. You never know. Yeah, listen. If if we find out one day that Boulets are going to be like, you know what? Secrets revealed, and they have like scripts for everybody, and by like scripts, you know, like an outline of the plot beats to hit and everything else is improvised, I would not be shocked. I've had girls tell me, like, I'll ask them about an argument that happened on Drag Race or something, and they'll be like, that was fake. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you, like, I'll just be gagged, but it's a part of reality TV. It is, it is, it is, it is. Everything is orchestrated. Um, Let's not confuse ourselves. And, And if anyone thinks I don't talk shit about Drag Race, I fucking do. Go listen to any fucking franchise that I do. All right, well, Cynthia will ask Jay if they know how disrespectful it is to everyone as Orc is trying to be like, Cynthia, no, now we're a team. Let's be friends. Jay's going to push back. Maybe, though, I will. I'll say it now. Maybe a bit too hard after saying respectfully. If it moved her so much and set her off, maybe she's not much of a monster. Now, yes, that was a way to stomp on the neck and question her credibility, but at what point is Jay allowed to defend themselves? Did it go a bit too far? Yes. Has Jay been pushed against the wall and this is probably the only way to push back? Probably. Uh, I don't think, I think Jay's responses, like, they're very nonchalant. I wouldn't, like, compare it to how Fantasia went off on Jay um, a few weeks ago. Now, that, that was a blow up. Yeah, again... Jay is a kind soul. They're weird. They're quirky. They're fun. They're not aggressive. And I think that's what is concerning the other monsters is they want someone who's going to be aggressive and not passive when they say shit. Because I feel like they they might think Jay is being passive aggressive. And I don't see it that way. Whatever they're doing, it just seems like they're still bothered. And we're on episode five, halfway through the season. 
Now, out of nowhere, we're going to have a confessional from Anna who says that JK is a lovely person but doesn't know when to switch the mouth off. This is Dragula, bitches. Whatever. Cynthia will come in with another quote for the girlies and say, just because she's sensitive doesn't mean that she's not a baddie. Bad bitches get sensitive, too. Which is agreed. I get sensitive all the fucking time, and I'm a bad bitch in my mind. Okay, I'm not a bad bitch. Fine. Whatever. Rob is fed up and says this is boring, and while Jay tries to shift the focus to the other team rob says the other team will work great together as they don't have a thing to worry about he says that he gets why cynthia is pissed off as it pisses them off too but he doesn't care because if he is in the bottom because they can't get their shit together he's gonna lose his fucking mind i guess that's the vulnerability the judges are looking for so i just needed to um get that out i feel like especially like where everybody was talking like they just needed a second to well, in a stark stark contrast we're gonna have a little discussion about you know blackberry and the anna thing will it make them choke on their team no 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 anna will say that she wants to be a team player and wants to put it in the past she says it was a rough couple of weeks where she was in the bottom and felt like blackberry was kicking her when she was down she flared up and got emotional blackberry will claim her goal was not to come for her but only repeating what she felt the judges were saying to her and thinks that her statement was the fire she needed to put her as an amazing performer okay is blackberry the mother Teresa of dragula now is she like a miracle worker girl please <laughs> um here's my thing about that i feel like blackberry ended up having to say what a lot of the other queens felt and a lot of what the viewers feel as well and in that moment Anna kind of like directed herself towards Blackberry and that's just been like the whole thing which is like Anna and Blackberry going head to head so I just think that honestly difference of opinion I don't think Anna should be offended by being quiet being quiet is very cool so I don't think she should have been offended by that yeah, I agree. It was very interesting. Anyway, Blackberry wants to wake Anna up so she can rock out. And you know what? She really wanted to say with her cock out so badly, but they told her, to, no, don't say it. You can't do that. You're not allowed to say that. After a shouting battle from the teams, the alarm fires up and we have a video in store. Now, previously noted each week in the videos, the boulets are getting bloodier and I live for it. So credit where credit is due. In this video, they are reminded for the fun of the week. It's time for the Battle of the Bands. They will be heading out to their personal music producer studio where each of them will record live vocals for their newest song, Gods of Death. Whichever band has the best stage performance and best vocals will be declared the winners of the challenge and their band's vocals will be featured on the worldwide release of the song. They are told not to forget that if they're going to be a killer rock band, they'll need to look the part. They will have to create matching group looks to wear during the performance. And to be clear, that means they need another look. Now, I want y'all to keep that in mind when we talk about a certain team who pays homage to a certain rock band with a certain member of the group who just played homage to the same rock band. Just saying. Also, they are told they will have to have band rehearsals on the main stage, which is a lie, but we will get to it. Okay, listen, I've emphasized certain words because those certain words are not going to come into fruition. We are going to call back a lot to the content of that message as it contradicts a lot of what is about to happen. All I ask for is consistency. That's all I want in the world. Is that so much to ask? From Dragula, yes. Yes. But that's the fun part about it. 
it's crazy. Now, I know it's a television show. Certain things are filmed certain ways. You can make a video message like that. And then something will go wrong on the production side and be like, oh, wait, no, we we can't have the uh, rehearsals filmed on the main stage. You have to do it in the alleyway, which is what happened. So then maybe have a second cut of the video just in case that's not the one that works. Because let's be honest with ourselves. We're not watching what their contestants are actually watching that is fed into the edit of the show. We're going to talk about the vocals because I have a lot of feelings. I don't know if you're a music producer. I don't know how your ear is when it comes to music, um, but I have heard things on the show, off of the show, and it's not what they said. Consistency, it's all I ask. All right. Yeah, they need some work. <laughs> Before they get to the studio, it's time to see who the vocalists in the bunch are. Now, Fantasia says that her band has an advantage as she knows how to sing and she will give us a note and hold it like her life depends on it. Now, that doesn't mean it was good. She just has vocal props to hold out a note. How are you at um, the art of singing? Um, If I need to hold a note, I will definitely place it in my hands and hold it. Um. Other than that, you might be disappointed. Oh, <laughs> so we're, we don't have an EP coming in 2024, so you're going to be on my Spotify wrapped? No Mariah Carey, Christmas time, jingles coming. All right, so. all right. Blackberry's going to sing something. I don't know what the hell that was. That was, um, <laughs> hey, it's a drag queen singing. Then Neo will give us like a very traditional Chinese vocal. And I was like, oh my God, that was beautiful. And then I hear what she's going to do later. I was like, no, that was dubbed. That's not real. That did not actually come of her, out of her mouth. Yeah, actually sounded good. Like, I it, thought was it was stunning. It was I was gorgeous. like, hold up. Now she's eating. <laughs> now Fantasia will encourage Orc to give his best vocal, and that was a choice. And Cynthia says, well, we can tune it. Um, isn't this hooker the one who produces music? It's called auto-tune. You know you watch enough drag race to know it's called auto-tune. It's like, tune it like it's a car or some shit. Like. Right. Now let's talk about this confessional from Neo, who says that singing may not be the first thing she wants Orgotic to do to her, but she can sit for a song. Unpack that. What the fuck does that mean? We don't want to hear about it. We don't want... I'm, I'm actually like happy they haven't given us a whole storyline around those two. Because every time they bring it up, I'm like, okay, let's talk about something else. You're not alone. And this is the thing that's crazy, because we do know that the Boulets listen to the fans. They are very in tune to the feelings of the fans. And I know that Orc and Neo are big fan favorites, but people are not living for this plot line. We're exhausted. We don't we need exhausted, Love Story three seasons in a row. It's not necessary. I don't need love story at all because that means that my life still sucks because I still don't have any love in my life. Like, it's Dracula. We're here to see y'all go against Kill. I mean, listen, if they were like choking each other out and then making out, that's probably what the fans would actually want to watch. Maybe for the finale. For the, oh, God. Could you? I was going to say, could you imagine? And I actually could imagine it. All right. Well, JK will reveal that they are tone deaf. Fantasia says her team has an advantage, while Jay says they are rock stars. We're going to find out which one holds more weight. And Jay will say that they see a lot of demure personalities in Fantasia on that team. Will they get grimy enough to embody that monsters of rock and what it's all about? It's time to get the rock on. Toodles, bitch! 
Now, you mentioned Kylie. I see Taylor behind you. They're not, quote, rock stars. Maybe in their own world. Um, do you have a favorite rock band? Doesn't have to be like heavy metal or or that. It could be glam rock. It could be alt rock, emo rock, whatever. What when you think of rock and you put rock on your phone, what are you listening to? I'm not really listening to bands. I do like um Willow, Willow okay. Smith, like she'll mm -hmm. make rock music and stuff. Um, but as far as a band, I do not know. That's actually crazy. Fair. I'm very uncultured in this category of music. All I'm going to say is if anyone needs to hear a rock and roll band that's the greatest of all time, go listen to Queen. Thank you. That's my endorsement every time. Backstage at the Boulay Manor. Fantasia says she is excited to work with her band as they have a lot of strong ideas. Now, they told us they would be rehearsing on the main stage, but honey, that is still that random alleyway back in the random outcoves of the set. Um, you know, the same room that previously had a porta potty and the rats, so you're not fooling us. We know it's all the same part of the set. First up is Team Fantasia, and it starts with Anna asking Neo which guitar she wants and her responding, which is bass. And it was only downhill from there. Could you figure out which was a guitar and which was a bass? Absolutely not. Okay. Okay. I you know, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll, then let's give Neil a little credit because I was going hard because obviously I have a music background. I know nine other things. Um, the the bass is usually the one with the longer neck and and yeah that that that's how I would know. I play Guitar Hero and that's about it. See, then you should know perfectly. I love Guitar Hero. What? When can we have Guitar Hero as a like a reality show game? I would do fucking amazing on that. I mean, this is the time to do it. I mean. Get creative. Let's do something. Right. This is very what? Guitar Hero esque. This whole challenge. Literally, Neil finds it to be heavy. She doesn't know what a guitar pick is, and she has no idea what a guitar or bass really is. She thinks it's the hardest one in the band, so she will focus on delivering hotness and vibe. Tell me how that works out for you later on, girl. Now Anna will <laughs> give Fantasia. Go ahead. Go how ahead. does she not know how, what a guitar pick is? I don't know. I really don't know. I hope she puts merch out that are guitar picks. It, it was definitely that was foreshadowment right yep. there. Anna will give Fantasia an idea of using Neo's katana around Blackberry's neck. Cool in concept, and I bet production was like, "Yeah, no, don't do that, please. That's very dangerous. Don't, don't, don't put a, a sword near her." Um, but really, what I saw this bit was them trying to sell Anna having a bad idea. And then having Fantasia say it's not Anna's time to step up to the plate. But the reality, which we all see, is that they don't want to script Fantasia as a terrible leader. She had no direction, as everyone in this moment is either fending for themselves or giving her ideas that she ultimately rejects. So you're saying the edit was like kind of they're trying to turn it on everybody else, even though oh. we've seen in previous seasons the team leader gets all the heat for bad decisions. It was all on Fantasia at this moment. Yeah, that is right. That's usually what would have happened. They would have put the team leader in the bottom. Exactly. 
we're going to skip ahead and go to the recording studio where Ork and his team will enter this trailer of sorts. This feels like home for Cynthia. Take every a drink every time she says that in a 10 second span because you would probably be dead. Now we will start listening to the monsters sing the lyric, suffer, offer, put the soul in the coffer, pain is honor in the names of the gods of rock. Now I don't know if this is the only line they all sang in the recording studio, but we'll get to it. Um, but I tell you the the bop, the bopness mm-hmm. of this. Mm-hmm. I was around oh, it's a great like, song. my place just re- repeating it because it was just stuck in my head. I never got to hear the actual vocals, but that part was catchy. Thank you. We're going to talk about that. We're ooh, we're going to talk about that. Regardless, Orc and Friends are not the best singers. They are stellar performers who know how to rock out. And that's just like the drag version of a participation trophy. I mean, everyone deserves a trophy. It's true. We shift positions as now we have Fantasia and her friends in the studio. And again, it's the same fucking lyric. I guess maybe you could have been here just for montage purposes, but you cannot tell me that that was the only lyric that they all sang. They brought them to this fucking studio for 10 seconds of vocal work that we will not hear. You have to do a lot when you step into a studio because you're paying for that time. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, now remember that beautiful melodic lyric we got from Leo, Neo in the lab. Well, that does not exist. The sounds that came out of her mouth, only dogs can hear. Fantasia was like, um, girl, we are laying the track right now. <laughs> Yeah, well, we're going to go back into that mysterious cement alley space of everything where Orc and her team are getting their band together. Jay will say to Orc that they're glad they're putting aside their bullshit and thinks they are really working well together. We'll prove it, and they're going to. Jay will say that they can use their issues and advises that Orgotic pour a drink on them. You know what? Spill a whole bottle over them intentionally. I was like, you know what? That's the growth arc we need. So you thought that was... um. A smart little gag for them to throw in. Was it pre-planned from the beginning? Maybe. I don't know. I thought it was a brilliant gag to put in. It was cute. I was like, okay, y'all making something out of it. Jay thinks they may pull it off while Cynthia says they're coming together organically, or dare I say, orgotically. Uh... She's really giving us the words. (laughs) We will see them create their end pose, which will be the deal sealer, but just you wait until we see it in full costume, because then it's really cool. Work is excited by his team as they are all on cloud nine and they don't give a fuck about what will happen as they are having the best day ever. It is time to sacrifice the other band, fuck them in their faces, and those are words that came out of Throb Zombie's mouth. Very Come passionate on, um, about yeah, this. Pas- he's passionate about the face fucking. We Go are ahead, back Ross. in. We are back in the lab. Is the day of the battle of the bands, y'all? Jay says their team is feeling great as they are all on the same page. Oh, and we see Jay holding this wild bunny ear thing on a foam head. Cannot wait to talk about those. Now, Orc will say they'll embrace his whole aesthetic, but make it personal as they embrace their aesthetics as well. And now it's time for Dragula Latina, as in order for Orc to truly discuss the process, he has to do it in Spanish. I was like, you know what? Thank God, because I know Orc is having a little bit of difficulty speaking in confessional and with the monsters. 
um, because they're trying to translate as they're talking. So allowing Orc to just talk about the process in Spanish with the captions on, I was like, thank you. This felt so natural for Orc, finally. Yeah, as long as we have the captions, I'm all here for it because I was like, oh, okay. He will explain that he is using plastic wrap on Cynthia, which he will be, which will be useful if when they combine it with liquid latex. He's then using pool floaties for the prosthetics, which they have designed a few hours ago. He shares that they molded it straight to Cynthia's head, and I was like, "How much time do they actually have?" Like, and I'm shocked that they didn't film any of it. I'm surprised the damn buzzer didn't go off in the middle. Station <laughs> competitors. He says. They're so proud of the work and thinks the other team should be worried. Cynthia says they trust the process and they will bring them hell as this is a whole nother level. They are giving you production and the biggest fucking moment. Fantasia will share that her band will be going more of a kiss style band. Where did I see one of the monsters do kiss last week? It couldn't have been someone on her team, could it be? Don't worry, we'll get to it. She shares that they will be incorporating chains, black outfits with fishnets and kiss-style makeup. She says they will be cohesive with the same style of look, but they will still do it in the, with some individuality. They will still show their personalities. Now, as Throb says, they are turning into satanic horny demons covered in saran wrap, while the other team, he sees fishnets, kiss makeup, and stuff you'd wear if you don't listen to this type of music. That line sent me because he is not wrong. Yeah, that was a stinger. I was like, oh, that they kind of clocked it to you because the kiss thing that is like, that's a safe route to go for. We're going to talk about it because I have passionate words to talk about the kiss thing because I love kiss. Kiss is great. If it's the first time I'm seeing it. I wish it is not. <laughs> this nope. time. Now with the makeup going on, the music changes and we know it's that time. Ah, oh, get the stage floor going because the floor show is about to begin. But it's not really. You were mocking it before I was mocking it, and I mock it every week. So you don't like that bit either. Uh, it's like, I guess it's a dragless tradition in a sense. Now I've I've pushed it. I'm I'm really really hoping one of these days, one of these challenges, they're going to honor it, and they have to get their asses on stage in partial drag. <laughs> like that would be the fucking monster gag of the season. Like I want to see that. I would actually like to see that. I would pay good I money. I think it would be that. so cool. I think it would be so cool. Now let's head to the main stage for our floor show, where they are greeted by the boulets, giving spiky, scary black holes of terror, uh, visually striking for sure. And honestly, Swan can serve face like very few. There was one shot that was like tight on her face and. It was so cool. Um, yeah, I was really impressed with the visuals of this. We obviously will learn from them that maybe it's not the most comfortable thing, but hey, is drag ever supposed to be comfortable? Yeah, they drag was like it's like pinching them and shit. But I, I thought these were good looks all around so far this season. I think the Boulets have had good looks. Absolutely. Welcome to the arena where the monsters are broken up into two bands where they have to conceptualize and perform group rock shows to their new song, Gods of Death. In addition to creating a kick-ass stage show, their gorgeous little groupies also had to record supporting vocals for the song. And the band who wins the challenge will be featured in the upcoming track. I want to repeat, and the band who wins the challenge will be featured in the upcoming track. And let me repeat one more time. The band 
who wins the challenge will be featured in the upcoming track. Okay, just planting that in everyone's mind. Joining the judging panel this week are singer-songwriter Jasmine Bean, who I had no idea who she was, but she seems like a fun little British tartlet, and she was the source of our music last week. She was nice to me on this episode. Isn't it crazy that they had her here for this part and they did the lip sync last week without her there? Maybe they're changing some stuff like around in the Yeah, maybe there was a scheduling problem. I don't know. Also, people are about to get their floors wet. It's season four winner, Dolly. Yeah. It's season two competitor. That's true, but they don't talk about that anymore. Let's get the show on the road. It is the Boulay show, and they will do it their way. And their way is to show us both bands at once. And because of that, I have questions. I have a lot of them. To begin, and we can discuss it as we go along. If they all recorded the track as bands, how can they all have their vocals featured in the track if there are allegedly two different band tracks depending on the winner also who is singing because i only hear drac and swan (laughs) but i'm telling you i had to take a second because i was like wait what i was like what am i watching like and then i was like what am i hearing (laughs) now jumping ahead if y'all listen to the release track featuring the singular winner the song does feature the infamous line we heard recorded. So what happened to the winning band being featured? Did they change their mind? So it's literally just ergotic on the song. It's just ergotic saying that um, <laughs> one line that we had in the montage. Oh my goodness. I thought they were at least put like the other. Nope. nope. Literally says featuring ergotic. That's it. Wow. When it comes to the actual performance, it's so hard to judge the actuality of the challenge as we are shown specific pieces, what they want us to see and what's the good product featuring the highs of each band. We can judge and understand who actually did better if we saw it all. Like, how can we do it if it's not an actual battle where we see them perform in full or compare them side by side? It is always been one of the messiest challenges on Dragula. And I feel like most times in the history of this challenge, I've never been pleased by the outcome because I've never understood why we got to that point. Um, It's just like the whole format of Dragula is very much, you think they're eating when you see the performance and then they start critiquing it. And then you see all the stuff that they cut out. I mean, again, like, okay. we, we have to compare and contrast this to the other show. And the other show will show us in the rehearsal processes and everything of people fucking up, whether it actually is part of the final product. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not, but at least we saw the journey getting there. Um, I mean, hell, you you go back to a girl group challenge, season three of UK. Scarlet Harlot fucked up big time. Charity Case fucked up big time. And we saw it in the final product. They didn't hide it. They didn't show us the second take it had impact of the result. We want to see it. We don't want to see it in flashback. Because it's like, it's that was that other band as bad as they right. did make them out to me? Right. 
and and I get it. I I I know in the world of social media and getting hits and clicks, you want the best product out there. So when you put it on social media, people are going to watch it. But it's not conducive to judging and scoring what we're supposed to see. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I don't know. Maybe next season they'll. I don't know if it was the budget, but hopefully it's not like this next season. Let's get to it. Cohesively, Orcs band Chaotic looked cohesive. They had crazy looks that were just big, bold, and monsters of rock. And then we have Hells for Play, who was trying to give their version of Kiss tribute band, but failed as they all had to fight to figure out what Kiss was. (laughs) Now, I get what Fantasia meant, because some bands, like, they're not all wearing the same thing. Like, there is Mm -hmm. individuality. Well, even then, I felt like just the way they were structured and moving, even their blockings, it wasn't as... Listen, they were told, everyone bring a black rock and roll look because you're going to need it at some point. And this is, unfortunately, what they were left with. Maybe that's why they didn't post the looks this week. Maybe. We're going to battle each roll out. So I want to talk one-to-one and talk about how each member of each band did orc for me was so far superior to fantasia who had a lot of lip syncing that was just off there was no rock to her performance meanwhile orc was giving you movement she was up front she was pointing and giving us moments with each band member was there actual like singing with a microphone no but apparently that part doesn't really matter when it comes to this challenge um I i just didn't see fantasia as a good front woman i agree um it was a couple things for me it was fantasia's look which we'll get to later um i got to just seem more like the centerpiece mm-hmm. of their group um yeah it was really about the look for me in that category when it comes to the to our guitarist anna girl this was just so far out of your wheelhouse it was like a dad's garage jam band who got hired to play his wife's fundraiser as their only gig of the year the swang did not cut it poor anna (laughs) cynthia at least had edge and grit to her performance i really enjoyed cynthia in the challenge and what's crazy is i think we saw her the least out of all eight like, it was so cool, like, the way the bitch was standing, like, mm-hmm. just the, the heights was everything. On base, Throb, like Cynthia, did the job. And Neo, well, the bitch said, I'm going to pretend I know what I'm doing and I'm going to do my own thing, but I'm a judge favorite, so even if I bomb, I'm not going home. I mean, they were kind of right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And on the drums, JK was that rock and roll baddie. Blackberry was there and enthusiastic. And I think that's the kindest thing I could say. We're, when we discuss her look, I'll explain why I should have landed her straight to the bottom. Ooh. Fun song, weird production. I really like the song. It was really good. I like that. I like the one part. I'm not going to be listening to it. It's not going to be on my Spotify rap. I'll listen to it next Halloween. But yeah, I hope, hope I wish everybody luck who does stream it. We are now going to discuss the looks and critiques. Drag is art, art is subjective, and we will only subjectively discuss what is said to the monsters and base it off of what they told us the challenge was. Now, category is Monsters of Rock. In honor of the floor show, we will play Rock Monster or Rock Lobster. Mm. 
But first, it is revealed that the winning team is chaotic with Orgotic winning the challenge. The rest of the team is safe. So maybe they changed their minds and said, no, it's only Orgotic is the winner. And that means they only get the track. I don't know. We're going to talk about what they said to the teams first. For Chaotic, Jasmine says as a band, they really reinvented the genre and says that Orgotic would not have thrived the same with it way without his help. She says the aesthetic was amazing and the thing at the end was so iconic. Dolly says this was a band that they would have listened to back in the day. They say the look was so uniform they almost couldn't tell them apart. They were not only impressed but surprised. Swan says most significantly they felt like a band. She says the energy exchange was so natural and believed that they all came from the same little corner of hell and individually they did have a moment to shine. Drax says she liked how they came together as a group as it was a little scary at first and then Throb ripped their heads off and they shit together. For House for Play, Jasmine says they were extremely fun to watch, but disorienting at times. She says everyone was doing their own thing and made it seem off and maybe even not in a punk way. Swan says she loved that they had fun, but didn't know how successful it was when they staged it. She says she didn't see any relationship between them as if they were four planets rotating on their axis with no gravitational pull between them. And Dolly says the look was maybe a little bit of what tripped them up. It was something they expected as it looks like they had things they had before the challenge. They say it would have been nice to have an element of surprise. So based on the team part, it was clear who was winning based on the critiques. Really clear. Um, Beforehand, like on paper, you would think the other team would be better. But this is definitely a gag. Exactly. So let's go down the line and we're going to talk about our winning team and their individual looks, starting with Cynthia Dahl. I think there was a fun element with the headpiece and how it blends into her face and which is her natural um, drag makeup. The shoulders are dragged. The baggy chaps are just that. I think there is a punk and edgy vibe for the look. Isn't my favorite? No. Does it fulfill the brief and feel cohesive with the band? Absolutely for sure. This was my favorite look of the night. Tell me um, I love these, the shoulders. I love the height. This jacket is really cool. Our God team made the best horns for Cynthia, which is like... It's true. That's a coincidence. But I don't know. I think this is my favorite look from Cynthia. I will go Rock Monster. Rock Monster. Audience, 89% Rock Monster, 11% Rock Lobster. Next up is JK. This was a really transformative look for Jay, where the weirdo with bright colors took a plunge into darkness. I love the makeup and how it played into the headpiece. It was very demonic woodland creature. I don't know if the elements that make up the look were from home or not, but that pinstripe dress did not cut it and almost took away the entire vibe for me. But overall, in a challenge and in a game where versatility is key, I think they succeeded. When Cynthia... (laughs) When Cynthia said the, the um, skirt was given Celine Dion, I literally cried a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why they took me out. The look is not bad. I just, I can't give it a rock monster because I'm just not that big of a fan of it, the top or the bottom. Um, All right, that's fair. So, yeah, this is just not it for me. I'm going rock monster on it. Audience? I'll give it rock lobster. Audience, 81% rock monster, 19% rock lobster. Yeah, I'm in the minority, you know. Orgotic. They won the challenge and it checks out. But while the other three on the team transformed into something new and brilliant, Orc stayed as Orc. This could have been from the Orc collection already 
and you would have fooled me. Now, visually speaking, they looked like the front monster of the band. The face was exceptional. At some point, I'm going to desire something surprising and shocking. But for this specific challenge, it fulfilled the brief, and it was a winning moment. Um, someone actually mentioned this to me. This is the most like aligned with the theme or Gothic has been the whole season. It's the truth. Which that was satisfying to see. Um, this is my second favorite look of their group, so I am going to give this a rock monster. I used to like Cynthia had a little bit better detailing, but Argotic still looked really good this episode. I'll give it a rock monster also, and so will the audience. 88% rock monster, 12% rock lobster. Next up is Throb Zombie. This was such a lovely difference for Throb as it still maintained the element of cartoonish monster drag king, but make it sick and twisted. Love the leather look and how it fits. It is slightly erotic. It's very much on the simpler side when it comes to what Throb normally presents. So it's good, but it's not one of Throb's best. I feel the same way. Um, it's not a bad look. It's just what I, when I think of Throb, I always expect something really good. So this was just like kind of felt mad to me with everything else that we've seen. So I'm going to have to stick to my, my heart to give it a rock lobster. Well, you might be alone. Audience, 93% rock monster, 7% rock lobster. Oh they my. Like they but I think everyone just, everyone just loves throbs. So maybe that's what it is. A little bias, a little favoritism. Fantasia. Literally, all this was was a costume she had that she would wear for the gig and then put kiss makeup on. There was nothing transformative or exciting about it. Um, I was quite bored, and honestly, I don't have much to say as there's just very little cr to critique. Um, Fantasia was like, I need a look I can move in. Yeah. Here's a black look. Let's go. Um, it's a rock lobster. Love Fantasia. Duh. Dolly will say that she was the centerpiece of the band for them. They could not take their eyes off of her and will be forced to say that they loved her lip sync too, saying like it was written for her. Go back and watch Dolly. I bet you're going to reconsider that one. Drax says it's cool to see her be able to use her performance skill in a different genre of music. She says she was sexy and comfortable on stage. Jasmine says she is everything she wants to be when she grows up. She says she was the best front woman anyone could have asked for, saying she gave a very straightforward sass that didn't have any try-hard energy about it. She thinks she represents punk in its truest form. Did we watch the same show? I this is where I, this is why I asked you earlier, like about that favoritism aspect. Yeah. Because they definitely love them some fantasia. Yeah, they do. Uh, it's a rock lobster. Yeah, it's a rock lobster. Nice. Audience, 30% rock monster, 70% rock lobster. All right. Nia Hulu X. First and foremost, this was a replica of the previous week's makeup, just with no red on it. I get that this was her way to keep the porcelain doll idea, but if you're going for Kiss replica, bits of skin showing make it look like a mistake and does not fit with the rest of the group. The look itself, it's a sex look with braided pigtails on the chest. How is this monster of rock? I love the hair, and I'm fairly certain it probably actually came from Fantasia's wardrobe. This is just not working. I'm just uninspired un incredibly. So that so the face painting, that's on purpose, right? I believe so, because it's the same oh. face she did last week. 
Yeah, like a lot of people are actually confused. Like I'll see people saying it's a mistake. I think it's on purpose. So I don't I guess it's like their shtick or something. I but... think it's supposed to be like a broken porcelain doll. Oh because mm. a lot of people think it's a, a mistake. I'm like, why would they go I, out like, there like that? If it's a mistake for two weeks in a row, why is she still there? And that's why that I would push right. back on those people for that reason. Um the look is okay. I like how like the netting gives it a little bit of texture. The boots are really cool. The boots are actually fire. Let's clarify yeah. that. The boots are fire. Um, I'm going to actually give this a rock monster. Jasmine says she thinks her hair braids were getting in the way and she wants was spending too much time trying to collect them so she could do her stunts with them. She says sadly there were not any chords that were being played but thinks it made it enjoyable. She says maybe she should have pre-rehearsed. Swan says that if Fantasia is doing a lot of the heavy lifting by singing all of the words, okay? Do you hear what she just said? She's singing all of the words. Okay. Her job is to emulate the music with her physicality and her performance, and that's where she missed. Dolly says under their notes, they just put feral. They love the energy, but not so much the guitar playing. At first, they thought it was really bad, and then it kept going and actually started to enjoy it because of how bad it was. But since the intent was to come off as a real band playing live, it was different. Drax says she knew there was an issue when she went to put the guitar strap on like a purse. She was like, what do you plan on doing with that exactly? Mm. It's a rock lobster for me. It's a rock lobster. I cannot believe Neo put the purse on. I mean, see, I didn't call it a purse. The guitar purse on like a purse. <laughs> Audience. Purse, purse. 65% rock monster, 35% rock lobster. Blackberry. I'm not coming for Texas. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I just have to. Here's the thing. Last week, her look was kiss inspired. And by the grace of God, or because she knew she had another look to fulfill, she went without big hair and it saved her ass. This week, her look was Kiss-inspired, and by the grace of God, or because the Boulets just fucking love her, she is giving you the big hair with the Kiss makeup, with a sex suit, with stripper boots, and not getting red for the same inspiration in the look when they told them <laughs> to have a second look. I think she has a great advantage pulling the neon green for the wig into the beard, but that should not be part of the grounds of safety. For me, simply by the look alone and what was told to us as the guideposts of this challenge, she should have been in the bottom. And if she signed off on this and allowed her team to risk her repeating her makeup inspiration for this challenge, that's another reason a bottom experience should have been had for her. Now, if it was Fantasia who said, let's do Kiss, which based on what we have been showed it was, she also should have been in the bottom as a piss poor team leader. Again, in the world of cohesion, every single one of her teammates kept it in the world of dark colors. And she is the only one with the burst of color. If there was any other color, it was either dark red or brown. Blackberry went neon and stood out like a fucking sore thumb. How is she getting praised for what she presented? <laughs> okay, this is this is why I live for Blackberry because I feel like they were aware of that because it's literally the same outfit. Like, come on now. Last week and this week, it's, it's the same thing pretty much. Last week was a little bit better. I like last week a little bit more. Yes. 
Um, this green hair and the green beard, I thought that was really cool. I like the mug. But Black Bear's probably like, bitch, I'm going to go out here, and I'm just going to hope that them liking me so much, you're not going to say anything. Which is literally <laughs> what happened. Um, other people have got gotten red in this challenge for not being on a team, and she did her own thing, and it was okay with it. It's the consistency. That's all I ask. I want consistency. Jasmine says it's very hard to be noticed as a drummer, as you have to do the most, and she didn't really try too hard to be noticed, but attention kept pulling to her. She loved that she looked happy and joyful playing the drums. Why did her eyes go to her? Probably because she had neon green fucking hair. Dolly says one of her favorite parts of the performance was their lip sync because they know being back in the drums, not a lot of people look to them. But for lip sync, they nailed every word. Drax says every year they do this challenge, the drummers tend to disappear, and she didn't let that happen as she kept the audience's eyes on her and kept the energy up because probably she had neon green hair. And Swan says she loves the nuclear waste slime green color that she chose and pulling it into the beard and mustache. She says it was super smart. She says she knows that's part of her visual aesthetic, so she thought it was a great choice. So there's your free pass. It's a rock lobster. Hmm. You can disagree. You're allowed to. I might, I'm gonna pull out my Blackberry pass. I got a few Blackberry passes because that's my girl. I'm gonna have to give her a rock monster because, I mean, same look, like I said, but it's a rock band challenge after another rock band challenge. But they did say two separate looks. They said uno, dos, two different looks. At least the makeup was slightly different. There was not a star this week. The audience, 58% rock monster, 42% rock lobster. That was almost halfway. Anaphylactic. Um, I'm sorry, but again, let's just keep going with the analogies. This is giving dad having to sub in for his kids' punk band when they lost a guitarist. The makeup is abysmal. First off, it was gray and ashy. There is no definition or semblance of depth in the shapes. I think it's fine to play in the liminal space of gender as a drag artist. But the anaphylactic character is hyper-female presenting, so I was just lost at what I saw. It was giving Edward Scissorhands goes to a sex club. It was just big and a giant miss for me, and I do think Anna deserves better in general, but this was not going to be her challenge. Yeah, um, no shade. Anna looked casket ready. Anna looked casket ready. Like, that was just ghost that's what it gave me um they had the most going on as far as the look i'll give them credit i would love the cinch that would have made it way more sickening but is um, it possible yes. it wasn't her look I, it is possible that was not her look but if it wasn't this is my favorite one of her from the season <laughs> Jasmine uh, Dolly says she had their favorite look of the band however she had the lowest energy they say that they felt she had completely disassociated with the rest of the people on stage, which is unfortunate considering it was a group challenge, but Blackberry gets passed. Jasmine feels like she was playing it extremely safe and thinks there was little to no journey about the performance and how it may have applied to the song or the group. Swan says Drac told her last week she has poise, which is a great gift, but they wanted to see the opposite. She says she was rocking out and was giving them that punk performance, but she was hoping to see her unhinged and thinks it was a missed opportunity. Drax says she knows she is a strong performer, so she knows how to steal attention, but thinks maybe she was afraid to do that or didn't think it was her place because she wasn't the lead singer. I'm going Rock Lobster. I'm going to give it a Rock Lobster. 
And audience thirty two percent rock monster, sixty eight percent rock lobster. Oh, oh they're about to give it a rock lobster. I was about to say they really don't like Anna, but Gosh. I mean they deserve credit. This even if this was not their look, I feel like they tried the hardest out of everybody. They tried. They really did. It is revealed that Fantasia Blackberry will safe as Neo and Anna are the bottom to up for extermination. We already know my opinions here. Do you agree? Um, Neo and Anna. Yeah, because they're both the guitar players. So I guess you just like. All right. All right. Well, together. the judges felt like they were missing a little rock and roll in their veins. So they have decided to give them a little more for free. In order for them to remain in the competition, they have to report directly to the extermination room where they will be tattooed with the most heinous, trash-tastic American rock and roll tattoo the world has ever seen. Can I put my tinfoil hat on my little conspiracy theories? What's your theory? Were they the bottom two simply because they wanted to give them this, quote, American-style tattoo, seeing as they are both foreigners? Like, why did we have to make mention of American style? What in the nationalist society? I didn't even clock that. That's why I'm here. Um, I mean, we'll talk about the tattoo options and why they felt Americana, but why make mention of it? And like, I thought they picked them because like, maybe it'd be the easiest to give them the tattoo. I don't know. I don't know. All right, it's time to serve it up with some Sir Vodka in the cauldron. Have you ever had Sir Vodka? No, never. Me either. Fantasia is not a hater. Her team lost and the other team really killed it. She will be kind and tell them that they really deserve the win and is happy it turned out in their favor, though she wishes it didn't. Neo is happy chaotic one, but she's starting to think that her fake guitar playing skills might be the reason why their team lost, and it's not a nice feeling to feel. She tells the room that when the red light started, a.k.a. the filming, began, her heart suddenly sank. She came there to show the world the best she has, and she cannot go home this early. I mean, it is the halfway point. Is it really that early? Yeah, like, it's almost done now. Yeah. This is a two-parter. She is going to get the trashiest tattoo and put the T.S. in trash. J.K. says the strategy for the extermination is not caring whether you live or die, not caring about getting a job, not caring if you're going to see your grandma at next Christmas. You gotta go full hog. Rob wants Neo to straight up get a face tattoo, like a dick covering the side of her face, which would have been wild. Wark says that her fucking stick gave her so much luck and wants Neo to use it that way so she wins the extermination. Now the alliances are aligning, romance is romancing, but Neo has never had an alien dildo this long. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fantasia has something to say. And for those who watched with the captions on, yes, AI generated. Once again, Fantasia's inability to enunciate has forced the captions to call Neo Neil. N-E-I-L. Who the fuck is Neil? <laughs> Neil Hulu. Neil Hulu. Uh, yes. a different name at this point. A very different name. Um, wow. Uh, I call it out here because I call it out on Drag Race all the time. We got to do better. People get paid to fuck up. What the fuck? It's, it's very much like this. It's Neo. Yeah, it's Neo. 
Neo will freak out and try not to tell the room the tea, but Fantasia says Neo told her if Neo found out that Orc and Jay kissed in the challenge, it was going to be something. Did they kiss? Is Neo going to slap the shit out of Jay? And here's your plot line that you didn't want. Here's the romance. Um, Why would I'm actually surprised that Neo did not go for that slap. I know. Listen, I'll tell you why. Because probably that slap would have led to sex. And they couldn't do that with the cameras rolling. And then that's more storyline that we just don't need. And yeah, there it is. Well, why would it upset her? Neo says that he that she doesn't like people taking what is hers and that is on period. And I agree. When you mark your territory, it's yours. Right. You're not about to be tonguing nobody on the stage. Listen up, Twinks. When I pick you, you're mine. And if you make me cry, well, I'll put a curse on you too. Or I'll ask Orc to do it for me. So what does Orc want to happen? Well, he wants JK to shut up because under all that makeup, I think Orc was blushing. Orc was definitely blushing. Yeah. Cynthia wants Orc to throw a drink on Jay, and Jay's like, we just unpacked this. Why are you trying to rehash it? It was a treaty, not a contract, because treaties can't be broken. They're going to fight next week, aren't they? Please. Do we need one week where JK is not fighting Jay says to Anna that they love her. She's an ally, a friend, an icon. She's British. But before they can even finish their statement, Anna tells them to watch their mouth if it's gotten them in trouble before. Look at Anna having a little teeth here. Let's do it again. Jay calls Anna out for her terrible shoe choices. Three-inch platform boots. And she's like, I am a 40-year-old woman. I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. But Cynthia is going to call out Jay for their Celine Dion skirt. And I really just don't even know what that means. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't matter because Jay's ear falls off. Yes. Like Jay did a whole Raja O'Hara season 11. Like the fucking earring just. And remember oh, wow. Jinx in the middle of a fucking challenge. See, those are the mistakes we keep in on that show. Yes. Just like the fucking earring just levitated off her ear. It was funny though. Time to find out why the bottom two from the Extermination Nation should stay in the competition. Neo says that she has so much to bring and she brings everything, all her heart and culture and creativity. She wants to remind them of the track record, though Cynthia says that in Dragula history, the track record has never been a thing. Fact and also fiction. It's just depending on which monster we're talking about. I mean... It's usually based on track record and or who they like the most. Because if it was based on track record, I believe Eva Destruction would have been the finals last season. Oh, that's a, that's a whole nother conversation. They're not mm-hmm. ready for that one. Mm-hmm. Anna wants them all to know that she is absolutely not defeated and whatever happens, she embraces it. She will get a tattoo and go full out. She will have a tattoo and a sleep. She's 41. She needs a sleep. I understand. Getting up there is an age as well. I need sleep all the time. What's it like being a whippersnapper? A whippersnapper? What's that? Wow. Even even the kids these days don't even know that we we old folks called whippersnappers young people. Oh, that's a, a quipper snapper. A whippersnapper. It's a, it's an old <laughs> old old timey word for youngin. Okay, I'm gonna add that to my vocabulary. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get to the tat shop, Neil will show the room how she was playing guitar. And yeah, mama, that was not it. That was not good. There were there were more lights showing us how bad it was. Now, who was worse at playing the guitar, Anna or Neo? 
Oh, Neo, for sure. At least Anna had it on correctly. Correct. All right, we are in our Alley of Doom, the extermination room, and that mobile tattoo bus is open for business. Do you have any tattoos? No, no tattoos. Me either. I'm not a monster, I guess. Anyway, our monsters enter, and we see three options, all featuring penises and either the bald eagle or a hot dog. So yeah, there's our Americana. I'm going to say that I would have quit on the spot. I wouldn't have done this extermination because no way in fucking hell I was going to do that to myself. Um, but I'll ask you, which one would you have selected? I would have loved to. That's yeah. why I wanted them to pick, like, I don't know if there's queens who don't have tattoos, but it would have been more entertaining. Because Neil has a bunch of tattoos. You blend it like, right in. If giving someone, like, their first tattoo, that's when it'd be like, bitch, I'm not doing right. this. Now, Neil will tell us that they are bigger than that she originally wanted to put on her. And then we will hear her moan as the tattoo is being put on. She has chosen the bird with testicle as its body and it says, not nice. She says it feels like her pussy is being ripped apart. And that makes sense because that tattoo is pretty darn low on her body. She got it in the front. Yeah. Meanwhile, Anna has opted for a tramp stamp of the American Eagle holding a double-ended dildo with the phrase... Not tonight. Time to make it as trashy as possible. Is this an exceptional punishment for not knowing how to play the guitar? Sure. Why not? I mean, it's a nice little memorabilia. It is. Has Anna made the right life choice? Neo says that she gets to keep this part of Dragula on her for the rest of her life. Okay. Who is out? Well, back to Manchester you go. We are in the spooky mansion with magical portraits and lots of figures covered with sheets like ghosts. Anna walks in and is trying to make her way through the ghosts of doom until one comes alive and bye-bye, Anna. Did the right monster get exterminated? Did Anna deserve to leave? Yeah, it was Anna's time. I mean, we're halfway through. I don't think there's anything else Anna would have shown that would have helped her as far as what we've seen. So I think they had a pretty uh, decent run on the show. Of these two, sure, Anna is the right one to go because track record, it's a thing, let's be honest, Cynthia. Um, but I don't think these two should have been in the bottom. I really did think it should have been a Fantasia Blackberry situation, but again, I just didn't think they were going to put those two in the bottom here. And they, as you alluded to, Anna may not have had more to bring. I think Blackberry has another maybe week or two in them. I think Fantasia has another week or two in them, though they may have more time because at what point is Cynthia and Jay going to get knocked down? Because they're Cynthia's not giving it for me, and Jay, they just love to put in the bottom just for shits and giggles. Well, they say the Blades, they tweeted that the next extermination is going to be out of this world. So maybe it's going to be like a space-themed type situation. Oh, okay. Let's go to space. I want to go to space camp. Do you want to go to space camp? Let's go. Let's go to space camp and then join the space force afterwards. There we go. There it is. All right. I got some burning questions to wrap this podcast up. Are you ready? Let's go. What is Anna's legacy? Fighting with Blackberry. I think Anna's legacy is... She finally got a phone call for one of these television programs where she just said yes because she didn't know if the other one was coming. She was like, Drag Race UK, is this? Oh, 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 it's stuff. Yeah, I'll come. 
I'm going to say it now. I think Anaphylactic might be the first contestant to do Dragula and then Drag Race. I guarantee you, knowing the legacy that is the Cheddar Gorgeous family, I could see Anaphylactic on next season, especially with the love for Banksy. I, if she wants to be on TV, she'll be on TV again. We'll see how that goes for um them. It's, it's no tough race. I mean, it's not easy race. It's not an easy race, but based on what we've seen in the polish, I think she would slay Drag Race. Who won the episode? Who the best episode? Who was the star? Or Gothic for being a team leader and making those horns. I agree. Orc, orc, orc. All right, make your prediction. Who's going to be eliminated next? Cynthia. I think it's Cynthia's time to go. I'm just not impressed. Like she, like it's not pretty being a safe bitch. That being said, she's there because she is excellent television. She is the word queen. Yeah, like she, she definitely gets she gets her camera time in. Like that's never a worry. I just think that at this and point, she's another one who would have gotten if she got the phone call for Dragger, she would have taken that too. Oh, for sure, <laughs> for sure. I don't think they'll send JK home, though. That's my thing. It'll be interesting. After five episodes, the winner of the season is. Mm, Neo. Neo. Listen, track record Neo is definitely an option. I think track record works an option. I want it to be Throb at this point because I really do appreciate everything Throb brings. And I think more representation for Drag Kings is important. I just don't think they're going to give Throb the crown. I just don't see it right now. Because the other two, there's something about them that that's what they want their next representative to be. And I, I just, I'm not buying it. So I need to buy it soon. Yeah, I feel like they're definitely looking for something different from the past winners. Yeah. So maybe they'll go with like Neo or Fantasia, possibly. We'll find out. Where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? You can find me on Instagram at Zach underscore Iconic. You can find my TikTok at Zach Iconic. And uh, yeah, you can find me stressed out about college, but I'm about to graduate. Yay! Yeah. Well, thank you for being here. It is a pleasure. Thank you. You know, I'll be back.